0: Today's guest on the podcast is Scott Douglas. He's a writer for Runner's World magazine and the author of several books, but the one that we talk about in this episode is The Athlete's Guide to CBD. I'm sure many of you have heard of CBD as a wellness trend, but in his book, he talks about the benefits and implications for athletes, which is a pretty interesting topic. Um, Athletes really have a lot of reasons to pursue any competitive edge or recovery tool. And we talk about it in this podcast. It's a short one, but I hope you guys enjoy it and check out his book, The Athlete's Guide to CBD.
1: Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day. And it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. Today's guest is Scott Douglas. Hi, Scott.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing? Very well. So congratulations on pub day yesterday for your new book. Let's talk about it.
1: Okay. Let's
0: Let's do that. Um, Did anything special happen on pub day?
1: Yes. My wife made me a peach pie and actually (laughs) we, we, we sprinkled a little um, sort of crystallized CBD on the ice cream, just, just to be silly.
0: That's great. We'll see. That's perfect. That's perfect. So your new book, The Athlete's Guide to CBD, where did the idea for this book come from?
1: The idea for the book came from my experience in sort of in the summer of 2018 Sort of conducting my own experiment into whether CBD, which I, you know, had started to hear a lot about, um, might help me as in in well, first of all, it might help me sleep, which mm-hmm. yeah. would help me as a runner. I'm a I'm a longtime runner, and I um, but I, I was also obviously curious if it would help me uh, as an athlete. There there at that time and and more even more now, there are a lot of sort of athlete focused CBD brands. And um, so I, I sort of conducted this experiment with an open mind for a month, and um, I saw some pretty significant effects, um, good ones, and um, I wrote an article for Runner's World, sort of a very short version of the book that I now wrote, and um, just sort of took off from there. A lot of my running friends, once I, once I you know, told them what I was doing, they were very curious because I'm sort of like the no snake oil guy uh-huh. um, and and so when they're like oh wow that's you know I've heard about this but if you're interested in it you know tell me more sort of thing right and that get that made me think that there'd be a lot of people who might be interested you know with athletes sort of pretty broadly defined as someone who you know works out with a purpose um, yeah so, so that's how it came about just sort of I'm trying to you know sort of trying to like be the reader's guide to this thing that they've probably heard a lot about. Right. And, and, you know, try to hopefully explain it, um, with, with, you know, both my sort of professional journalistic skepticism and my (laughs) athlete's skepticism. Right. I mean, a lot of us, we, you know, every day you could hear somebody will say something is like the key Mm -hmm. to doing something. So, um, hopefully as, you know, just sort of a guide to, to, you know, here's what I've learned. Here's, um, how I think it's helped me. Here's what little research there is shows. Here's what some sort of innovative sports medicine people are doing. Here's what other athletes have, um, what their experiences are and, and where might this all be going?
0: So what, what is something that you learned pretty quickly? Like how quickly did you notice the effects?
1: My sleep improved within the first week. And, um, to me, that'd be reason enough to take it. Um, <laughs> Did
0: you have trouble sleeping before, or was it just um, kind of yeah, problems? yeah,
1: yeah? I'm not the world's greatest. I haven't always been the world's greatest sleeper, um, so my sleep my sleep improved pretty pretty quickly. Um, at the time, I was on the verge of getting surgery for a meniscus tear. Um, the, the only running, the only knee injury in 40 years of running. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I was, I was, you know, probably going to get surgery on it in a few months. And I started noticing after about a month, like just sort of less overall creakiness, which I understand is not a scientific term, but, um,
0: (laughs) my knees are so creaky. They could be scientific. (laughs)
1: Um, so that that to me was like, wow, okay, they're, that's when I was really sort of sold on a personal level. So that was after about a month. And, and also coinciding with about a month was a, an even more vague, um, subjective thing of just, I felt I was recovering better from my workouts. I'm 55 years old, so, you know, it's pretty typical that, 55 year olds, you don't recover as quickly from what you want to do uh, compared to when you were 25. Right. And I just started feeling like I'm not as worn down like in the afternoon after a hard run. And then the next day, you know, I still have to go easy the next day, and it's still smart for me to go easy the next day. But I don't feel dead when I'm doing it. I feel like, oh, I'm I'm very happy to just go run easy rather than like I I have no choice but to run slow. And cause I'm dead from yesterday's hard workout. Right. So, so the, 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 the sort of knee improvement and the recovery thing that was, that was after about a month and the wow. sleep within the first week.
0: And so what are some of the myths that you kind of came across? And I don't know if we want to say debunked or uncovered, like what, cause you hear all sorts of stuff about CBD. I mean, maybe we should kind of rewind and talk about what exactly is CBD.
1: Okay. It is uh, short for a substance called, uh, I hope I don't botch the pronunciation. (laughs) It's okay. Cannabidiol. Yeah. uh, Which is a cannabinoid. Um, The most well-known cannabinoid is THC, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. CBD is um, one other cannabinoid found in the cannabis plant. CBD is made from... Uh, industrial hemp, which has no more than 0.03% THC. So CBD, CBD is said to be non-psychoactive. In my book, I say it's better to say it's non-intoxicating because, you know, if it releases, if it reduces anxiety, as some people say that it does, I mean, that's a psychoactive effect. Right. So anyway, I'm splitting. Um, those are semantics. But so, so so CBD is a compound that is found uh, in the hemp plant and, um, Acts upon uh, the uh, cannabinoid receptors that we all have in our body. When you, when someone uh, reports a subjective a subjective high from THC, that is because the THC in the marijuana is acted upon the their um, endocannabinoid system, mm-hmm. and CBD does the same thing.
0: Okay, and, yes. and so a lot of people say. I mean, I guess one of the myths, and maybe this isn't a myth. Like, let's talk about drug testing. Like, can uh-huh. if you're taking CBD, can you pop a positive on a drug test?
1: Theoretically, you could. Yes. So, um like I said, the CBD is made supposed to be <laughs> it's supposed to be made from hemp that contains no more than
0: point zero
1: point zero three percent THC, right? Um, but there are a lot of CBD products that aren't, um, that go on the market without getting third party testing where they send their, you know, send a batch of their product off to a third party to do a chemical analysis of its components. And, and that hopefully shows that it is below this level. Of so that CBD.
0: would be the first warning. Like if someone is an employee of a drug tested workplace. You yes. might want to get a third-party tested brand.
1: Yes. Oh, well, I think everybody should, just because
0: for safety. <laughs>
1: sure. Because there's other things to look for, like um, you know, lead and stuff. But certainly, if you're subject to drug place testing, yes. The uh, the other solution would be um, so most of the products are what are known as full spectrum products. So it has not only CBD but other parts of the plant. One of those parts, theoretically, being THC. You can also buy products that are CBD isolates, and so that should be that much safer in terms of um, being basically THC-free. But I would always recommend going with a brand that goes to the trouble of paying for third-party testing. Right. I mean, there's a million brands, so why why take your chance with somebody who you don't know what's in nurse? Their-
0: right, right. So what did the research show? You said there, I mean, obviously this is a pretty new trend. I mean, what, you said 2008 really is kind of when it started. Um, what, what is the research? I know it's brief. We don't know long-term effects, but, but what does yeah. the research basically kind of show?
1: Well, so, so the research um, that has done, been done to date is mostly on very, like, specific disease states. So there's one FDA-approved drug um, for two rare forms of epilepsy, that is a, it's a CBD isolate. Most, if you look on, if you look on, um, you know the National Institutes of Health website about sort of trials and process. Most of them are along those lines. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to treat very specific diseases, um, spasticity in Parkinson's patients, for example, or um, neuropath, neuropathic problems of the hand. And, and one reason for that is that they have very, you know, that's a very clear marker. So if you have a child who's having 20 epileptic seizures a day and starts taking CBD and after a while has four epileptic seizures a day, that's a very easy thing to track. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so that's, that's sort of the nature of, of research is sort of these very specific things that you can track. That's a lot different than probably what a lot of listeners might care about better sleep how do you quantify that right faster recovery how do you quantify that um there has been some you know one-off things on anxiety such as um giving giving a fairly high dose of cbd to to people before public speaking Mm. uh and and they report much less anxiety before that um given that some people you know Public speaking is said to be an even greater fear than the fear of death. So that's pretty sounds about right. So the research, the research um, in terms of like what the people who, for my my book, might care about, there's really nothing, you know, and and there never is going to be because um, there's just no, you know, who has a financial interest in finding out whether you might have slightly less creakiness. You know, as a middle-aged runner or cyclist, right? <laughs> even if you could fall, even if you could quantify that, who who's going to? And I should say, a third reason for that is that you know, so because CBD comes from hemp, it's a natural product; it's considered in the public domain, so you can't patent it. the the one The epileptic the epilepsy drug that I spoke of, you know, what they patent is was the process for making the drug.
0: Right.
1: You can't. You know. You can't come out with the um, same 24-hour CBD patent on CBD, <laughs>
0: you know? I can try.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why, why, um, and, it's, you know, it's, it's a legitimate concern or question, like, right. well, what, you know, where's the research backing this up? Um, I make the point in my book that there's a lot of things that athletes do that is similarly lacking in research, but we sort of, through trial and error, accept that they work. Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, Yeah. Yeah. Down to the porta uh, potties before the race. I mean, you know, yeah. that works.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so, the, you know, there's no there's no, quote, evidence that stretching helps uh, prevent injury. Most people would would, I think, if they, you know, spent 10 minutes after every workout stretching at the end of a month that do, of doing that, they would probably feel better. Right. You know, even though there's no research, you know, proving that. So the, anyway, so that's, that's sort of my argument. That's sort of my take on, on research um, is that there's not much. Um, what there is uh, isn't about the stuff that athletes tend to care about. And there probably will, will never be. But that's not necessarily uh, a reason to get hung
0: up on it. Right. So as far as like the delivery method of CBD, what did you find that was the most um, kind of desired for athletes and easiest and cheapest? Like what, how do you take the CBD?
1: Yeah, Uh, unfortunately, nothing's cheapest. It's, it's, it's an, it's not a, it's, it's for people with disposable income, um, the most popular way are still the tinctures, you know, the little one ounce jars and you you, you know, put a dropper full under your tongue and let it sit there for 30 to 60 seconds, uh, which there supposedly increases absorption before you swallow it. Um, that yeah, that would probably be the the best I think that's the best way. Um, in the athletic realm, there's a whole um, in the last year, there's been a big growth in um, sort of topical solutions right. to, to treat sort of site-specific uh, pain, inflammation, whatever. And so that's something that you know you might see on a um, on more of a wellness site. You might see like a moisturizer with CBD, right, uh, or a sunscreen with cbd but what these are you know these are sort of like the cbd version of icy hot or tiger bomb Mm -hmm. or Venga. you know something that like um my my heel hurts i'm going to rub this stuff on it and hope that it you know goes directly to the you know where the inflammation actually is Um, so so those would be the two big ones they're now um i i'm I'm gathered stuff for an article i'm going to Put up on the Runners World site in a bit um, about sort of next generation CBD products. And so now there are um, recovery bars with CBD. There are oh, recovery, really? recovery proteins with CBD. Oh, um, there's, I have some, uh, Willie Nelson has a CBD burn and then he makes <laughs> coffee and green tea and black tea with CBD in it. Um, so you can get it in just about anything. Um, I think for sort of normal regular use for me at least tinctures are sort of a nice easy way to quantify how much i'm taking and just part of my my pre-bed routine and then the topicals sort of just as warranted by aches and pains
0: i have to wonder if willie nelson's is third-party tested
1: (laughs) yeah it's a good question (laughs)
0: love that guy Um, so what do you, I mean, I guess you don't recommend anything, but what is kind of the starting dose for someone starting out with CBDs, an athlete?
1: Yeah. So all the, all the sports med people I talked to about it, you know, said it's the same as any other thing, like start low and slow, um, especially given the cost (laughs) start, start at maybe 10 milligrams a day. Um, and if you don't notice an effect, any sort of effects after a week, try twice as much. And, and what most people land, I think at about 25 to 30 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. That said among athletes, you could make the argument that they would maybe benefit from a little bit more just because of, you know, pushing their bodies harder than, um, than sort of a general wellness person might, and and one of the things that I've noticed over the past, gosh, even just like six months, is the the ever increasing potency of uh, of these little one ounce tinctures. So like when I started looking into it, I don't know, five hundred milligrams, six hundred milligrams of CBD per one ounce tincture was sort of the norm, and there. So if there's you know the uh, thirty dropperfuls in this tincture that would get you six hundred milligrams a week, about twenty milligrams per dropper full Now you can get in the same one ounce container. Um, I've I've had one that's three <laughs> thousand. Right.
0: Uh, those m- taste right. like grass. <laughs> like, or,
1: or gra- well, like do you mean do you mean grass? They just, they're As just in pot No, or, oh, just oh, like grass is, gross, oh, right? is
0: that like a term for pot? No, I mean like literal yeah. grass. They're just yeah. nasty. Like the the more the the higher potency the more they're whew,
1: Yeah. (laughs) So what have you had?
0: So I, um, use, I do take CBD oil. Um, I take brands, I use, um, pure spectrum and Mm. I think I take the two hundred and fifty dropper. I don't know what milligram CBD that is though, but, um, it's a 250 um, mil dropper. And I do, I take that once a day and I do notice, um, a remarkable difference in anxiety and sleep mm-hmm. like i don't i'm not a high anxiety person mm-hmm. but i have enough to where when i don't take the cbd cbd oil i notice it mm-hmm. i notice that i'm a little bit more like nuts today <laughs> than normal yeah. Yeah, yeah um so but it's really interesting i didn't take it for several months and i just started back like maybe two weeks ago and it, it's interesting you mentioned your knee because I have a torn meniscus from two years ago and it started driving me crazy a couple of weeks ago. It just was, you know, when you take steps and it kind of feels weak, like you're going to, yep. you know, and that was really bothering me. And I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to have to go get this looked at. And then I started the CBD and I didn't make the connection, but my knee's not bothering me.
1: Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I mean, for me, so and this is sort of I think a, a sort of key point to make. It's like it's not it's it's more sort of like CBD. If it works for you, sort of allowing you to do the to do the other things to make yourself the best that you can be. It's not right. like you know I still have a meniscus tear, right? right. But um, it's it seems that the CBD got the infl- the, the sort of big inflammation under control. Then I could do the physical therapy exercises, right? You know, that strengthen the areas around it and allow. And now, so that's now been almost a year and a half, you know, that I, I don't even think about it
0: anymore. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, because it took the inflammation. out. I think that's exactly it. Cause I started squatting again. I've been squatting right. a couple of weeks when I wasn't able to, cause it just felt too weak. And I think right. you're right. I think it took that edge off just enough to where I could get back into the squatting routine and build up the the muscle around it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and like in terms of sleep, like, you know, I sort of joke in the book, like don't, you know, don't take your CBD and then go take your phone to bed. Right. And stare at your phone while you're trying to, <laughs> sleep you know like let the cbd do its thing around other good practices you know that that will help you have a good night's sleep
0: yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely well cool so the athlete's guide to cbd and then you've written a bunch of other books i have so i'm guilty yes (laughs) you're guilty (laughs) and you've got you're working on something else so you're just you're busy as a bee
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah well, what is something that you do in your 24 hours? We all have the same 24 hours. So what is something that you do every day that, that contributes to your best life, the best version of yourself?
1: Yeah. My, my answer is predictable. Um, that's running. Um, yes. I've, I've, I've been running for 40 years. Um, I've averaged about an hour of day of running, it turns out over that time. And that, to me, that's an incredible investment that has, you know, makes the other 23 hours of my day so much better. Um, I'm a better person, husband, um, professional. I'm in better health, obviously, physically and mentally. Um, it's a predictable, boring answer, but um, my my, <laughs> my daily running is sort of the um, definitely a cornerstone of of my life. That, you know makes everything better. And of course I also I enjoy it while I'm doing it too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well thank you so much for sharing this and you guys check out his book, The Athlete's Guide to C B D, especially if you got a knee problem apparently. Yeah. Or <laughs> sleep
1: problem. That's right. That's
0: right. That's right. Well thank you, Scott.
1: Thank you.